0: the German startup scene with news, interviews and live events. Hello and welcome, everybody. This is Joe from StartupRate.io, your startup podcast and YouTube blog from Germany, as well as the founder of Startup.radio, the world's number one tech entrepreneurship radio. Today, I bring you another interview in association with the German Startup Association, Bundesverband Deutscher Startups in German. with the winner of the German Startup Awards. This time, I would like to welcome the winner of the Impact Entrepreneur of the Year 2023, Goza. Hey, welcome.
1: Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me.
0: Totally my pleasure. As we said in the beginning, you are the winner of the Impact Entrepreneur of the Year. But as always, we go a little bit through your CV, what you've done in the past and actually There is a lot of very interesting pieces there. Um, First thing that came to mind was Montreal. You've been to Montreal. Um, First, did you pack enough warm socks? And secondly, (laughs) can you tell us something about the bagels there?
1: Uh, So I have to say, I packed a lot um, because I knew that I was about to see three different seasons summer, then the Indian summer, and definitely winter. So it ranged from 30 degrees super hot to. Minus 30 degrees, super cold. And still, I was not enough prepared for Montreal. I had to buy still some thermal clothes because it was really cold.
0: <laughs> what a terrible thing. You had to go shopping.
1: Ah, yeah, probably not so bad for me. True.
0: <laughs> um, you, You've you been studying close to Frankfurt here at yeah. EBS. Mm-hmm. Um th- I, I do know from other interviews I've heard, uh, uh, from you in preparation of this interview that there is a specific story behind it, how you got in there to its private university for everybody who's listening, because only around two thirds of our audience is from Germany, Austria and Switzerland. And we heard in places, um, for example, like recently Mongolia, Malaysia, um, and so on and so forth. So therefore, I want to explain, usually higher education in Germany is free of charge, but in private universities like EBS, you have to pay tuitions. But can you tell us a little bit how you got in there?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I didn't even know about the existence of private business schools or uh, EBS business school. And for me, it was during my high school years that I was sent from my school to... It was called Akademie für Begabte Jugendliche, so it was like an academy for highly talented uh, young people who are quite smart and back then I went there and met um, a girl called Iman, she is German-Moroccan. And she also had very good grades and told me about that private university where you can learn different languages, travel a lot and simply a great school. And that she heard of a very wealthy friend of hers about the school. And that's where I first heard about that school. Before that, I simply planned to study law in Bonn, which is very close to Cologne, where I used to live. So I thought I don't need to move out. And then, yeah, this sparked my interest. I... Um, Init- and then eventually went with my dad back then uh, to the Tag der tour so the information day. And I remember in the end, there was one last info session that was called financing. And you have to know that all of Germany's richest kids are on that school, right? So <laughs> when it was the last agenda point around financing, it was only my dad and me left, basically. And the guy from the local bank, Nassauische Sparkasse, who then explained how you could still go to that university if you don't have the financial means. And um, I decided back then to take on a credit to go to that university and got a luck that just before the university started, I got a letter from Vodafone scholarship program and they said that they saw me in the admissions and that they would love to uh, sponsor and pay my entire studies because just on that very same year they launched a program for highly talented students with migration background who want to study at a private university yeah and um that was how i got into a private business school being probably the first or one of the very few people with um a Turkish background, who probably are not from the very, very wealthy bubble.
0: That is always um, a story that's also where the name Two Hearts come from, right? Um, yeah. With the background, you said in one interview that made me really smile. Um, it, at your birthdays, you have German cheesecake, Käsekuchen, and baklava.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Two Hearts is about, I mean, as the name says and suggests about having two hearts, living between two cultures, having two identities, and simply identifying yourself in my case both with the German culture because I was born here but at the same time also with the Turkish culture as my parents and grandparents come uh, from Turkey originally and I do think that many many expats be it those that are already second third generation but also those that just arrive in a new country will know exactly what I mean on the one hand they have their probably work life and everything that is happening outside which is very specific to the country they are living in and on the other side They have their private life, their cultural background, everything that is their two hearts. And um, that's why we actually launched Two Hearts to be the place and home for people all over the world who have two or more hearts and know exactly what this means.
0: I do believe that rings a bell with a lot of our audience. Mm-hmm. But before we get a little bit more into that, you had quite a lot of different stops what you've been doing in the past. I can just drop some names where you've been working. L'Oreal, Roland Berger Strategy Consulting. Kuna Nagel, that's a logistics company um, where you've been um, an intern in Montreal. Yes, I, I can see you've been there in January and February. That had to be tough if you're yeah. not used to it. Uh, um, you've been with IBM. You've been mm-hmm. with McKinsey. Um, You had different other positions, including what I found interesting, mem- uh, member board of directors for StepStone. Mm-hmm. And you've been for quite some time in different positions with Axel Springer. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I do believe that was very formative for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, as you can see from my background, um, I I always have been quite driven and quite interested in different areas. So when I started out my career, I thought that consulting would be a good thing to do. To be honest, like that was 15 years ago, that was the time when basically everyone after studying business either went to a bank or <laughs> to consulting. So I decided to be uh, to go to consulting because I love to talk to people. I'm a quite extrovert and I thought, okay, just sitting behind a computer the entire day with numbers only as it is in banking is probably a waste of time for me, even though consulting obviously is also very analytical, but you get to see the clients and travel. Um, yeah and then um, as you said I uh, after some time decided to let, leave McKinsey and then um, work for a German media company which is now one of the world's global biggest and most global um, media companies which is Axel Springer and I have to say the, it's, uh, the six years that I spent there have been very very great for me in terms of personal uh, people like people that I met personally but also obviously professionally and I as I got to do what I love most, which is working with entrepreneurs, working with different stakeholders, and traveling. So, um, in 2016, I was responsible for the Silicon Valley office of Axel Springer, spent some time there, both uh, looking after the portfolio companies and looking for investment opportunities. And then the last three years before leaving um, Axel Springer, I basically left the uh, led the investment strategy and activities. And as part of that, I was board member of StepStone, which many of you know as a re- recruitment company, which by now makes, uh, I guess, more than uh, 1 billion of revenues, yeah.
0: Mm. And uh, for everybody, where Axel Springer doesn't ring a bell, um, it's a company that owns, for example, Business Insider, Politico, um, all um, outlets here famous in Germany called Build, Auto Build, and so on and so forth. Um, the world group, uh, which includes, um, from which yeah. we share a lot of, uh, content, uh, N24, the news media, um, the, it's, it's like a German version of CNN, I would say. Yeah. Um, Insider, Insider Inc., Insider Intelligence, and so on and so forth. So there is a lot of very well-known brands behind this, not so much known name. Um, you said you've been working there for quite some time, have been in the Silicon Valley office. I do you assume that was quite a contrast to Montreal.
1: Yeah obviously I mean first of all my I was in Montreal I was much younger I was an intern uh, more student years it was more about traveling and yeah earning some money uh, which I did at Kinnan Nagel great people and obviously with Access Springer it was a bit different because I was responsible I was in a professional a more professional manner I was responsible for the investment activities there for the ecosystem to represent Access Springer as you said also with having more and more acquired um, American brands like Business Insider and there was quite a difference. And obviously, also culturally, right? Um, when I first knew that I was, would go to the West Coast, as Germans, you sometimes think of LA and the fine, fancy things. And I was like, oh, wow, I will live now on the West Coast. But then when I went there, basically, our office and uh, house was in Mountain View, which is uh, Google's headquarters, which is Silicon Valley and super. Let's say, I mean, let, let's put it that way. The people, they, they wake up very early. There are a lot of nerds and techies. They then go to work, come back. Dinner is around 6 or 7, and at 9 p.m., everybody basically goes to bed. That's That's life there. If you go to San Francisco, which is still almost one hour of drive, it's a bit different. But, I mean, that's Silicon Valley. And I did not expect that, but eventually I got used to it and I like the crowd. That's why I'm also still working in technology because I think there are, there are great, very smart people who are very driven and very international and um, probably that's the first time that I really got to see how international and great people working in tech are.
0: You know what, I just in my mind created a new name, a new term because I now have two kids and I can say I live on a Silicon Valley schedule. I get up very early and I go to bed very early.
1: Same here. I also have two sons, so uh, I, can't, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> and now we have a dog. So I, uh, I'm very much into this uh, super structured, waking up early, going to bed, hopefully not too late um, schedule.
0: And hopefully no interruptions. I know that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> at one point, you decided to leave Springer and yeah. did other stuff, including being the COO mm-hmm. of a Berlin-based health tech startup called Ada yeah. Um, member of the board of advisors for Finmarie. Actually, mm-hmm. I interviewed a few years ago one of the founders of Finmarie. Cool. Um, Amazing. And then in June, 2020, we'll get to the core of your award. You founded Two Hearts. Can you tell us a little bit about the background story, how this originally started,
1: yeah. what
0: it will be and how people can benefit from it?
1: Sure. I mean, I have to say uh, one thing that everybody needs to know about me is I have a very I have a cultural diverse background that you can see, so I look, look quite Turkish. I don't look like the average German woman, let's put it that way. I have a very Turkish name, Gülşah. I mean, it means Queen of Roses. It's a beautiful name in Gülşah in, in Turkish. Uh, I don't know what uh, which, which pill my parents took when they gave me, gave me this the, name as a baby born in Germany because it's super hard to pronounce in, um, in Germany. So I always, um, right from the beginning of my childhood, also being raised up in a quite underprivileged background, had this challenge of, on the one hand, loving my Turkish community, loving my parents, speaking fluent Turkish, but on the other hand, also being very driven, wanting to be accepted in German culture, being the first one going to university and breaking a lot of walls and having a lot of firsts. And in the beginning, I did not want to be associated at all with my, especially Turkish background, also not with this Muslim environment. I always wanted to be known as Gülca, the hardworking Gülca. But over time, as I proceeded in my career, I noticed that you can work as hard as you want, but there is always some kind of code or glass ceiling that is very hard to go through if you do not have super rich parents, if you have not been to tennis clubs your entire life, if you have not been go- uh, skiing your entire life, if you have a different name, if you do not know the CEOs, families, etc. So this is something that I noticed over time, and it's not specific to a certain company. And I said, okay, if I don't get a seat at the table, and I got a seat at the table, I have to say, I went to McKinsey, Access Springer, but many do not. How about I build my own table? How about I create an influential network like many know, the PayPal mafia that people call. How about I create this influential network and help many more Gülchas, Sungs, whatever, people that did not have as much luck as me, or probably did not have the chances. And that's how we came uh, about with two hearts. Me and my co-founders, we are four. It's Minsung, who has a German-Korean uh, background. We have um, Iskander and um um Oktay, they have Ger- German Turkish background and myself and we said we want to be the persons that we needed when we were younger and we want to not only have a professional super influential tech network but we also want the people to feel at home to feel at ease to be very open about their challenges and to have people that understand them that speak their language that just give them the impression hey I, I understand you. I went through the same challenges and I can help you. By, by now, we are Europe's largest platform and community for, for people with migration background in the tech industry. Um, you can join us We um, via Typeform. We have it on our TwoHeartsCommunity.com um, website. And we have three criteria, two of them very direct. One of them is you have to have some migration background, at least if you want to become a member. For mentors, we also accept those that do not have a migration background, but we need those allies supporting us in our mission. The second is that you have a strong interest or already are working in technology. This can be as a founder. This can be in a corporate where you work on digitization strategy, et cetera. And the third, and this is something that is not a hard criteria, but as we want to support as many young people as possible who do not have the networks, we we like to see young people who have some kind of underprivileged background, probably who came as refugees, probably who, who are the first ones to go to university, because we do know that some things are... More challenging than if your parents do not have the first check they can pay you when you found your startup. If your parents do not have the biggest network or whatsoever. So this is uh, this is it in a nutshell. And um, yeah, I'm super proud that we are being acknowledged for what we are doing with True Hearts.
0: I can totally see that this is <laughs> very important, and there is a lot of people listening out there and uh, watching. The question is, how can people engage? You said uh, people with migration background who came in as refugees, having a tough time growing up somewhere in Europe. I assume it's open to everybody who lives in Europe.
1: Yes. So we don't have, we even don't limit it to Europe only. I mean, naturally we are, uh, we, we launched Two Hearts out of Germany. We now have members all over Europe. We also have some members in the US, for example. So you can apply from wherever you are. And we are a very bottom-up driven community, right? So it's not about us telling our members where to do, for example, individual chapters where they meet on a monthly basis. It's more about our members organizing it themselves. We also already had a meetup in in New York because there have been some members who associate with our mission with two hearts to build tomorrow's tech society with cultural diversity and who wanted to come together and share thoughts and support each other.
0: I see. And, um, what kind of mentors you are looking for, like the kind of people who help your members? What are you looking for in those people?
1: So we want to, um, first of all, the first most important thing for, um, for being a mentor at Two Hearts is the willingness to support and empower young talent with migration background in the tech industry. It's not about having two hearts yourselves. Obviously, sometimes if you are a mentor with two hearts yourself, you you better understand the challenges that that these young people go go through. But in my life, for example, all my mentors have been white, old male, always. And I'm so grateful for them. They helped me so much. So what I do think is we also need allies. That's why we accept both culturally diverse, but also those mentors with one heart. And um, the second is that we need to see that you have certain expertise in the tech industry, and as we define it, quite broad. is not It's not that you have to be an engineer or programmer yourself. It's more about na- it's more about navigating in the tech industry in different fields because we don't want to narrow it down. As we want to help as many young people as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. I see, and um, we've been talking before. Um, there, there are now two more points i'll be um i'll be asking you point number 1 where do you see two hearts in let's say 5 years and how can people join you i know you're also hiring full time to get even more involved
1: yeah so um first of all for us the mission is very clear we want to be the home for culturally diverse talent in technology globally. So everybody who associates with our mission to build Tomorrow's Tech Society with cultural diversity, especially those senior people who want to give back, should be part of Two Hearts. This is our biggest mission. Obviously to achieve that, we need a lot of things. We need great, very motivated, very engaging members because Two Hearts is what we all make of it. Secondly, we need more data and transparency. We do notice that, especially when it comes to migration background and as a diversity factor, especially in the tech industry, we do not have much data. So we are working with some organizations like the Deutsche Startup Verband on the Migrant Founders Monitor to bring in more transparency because if you cannot measure it, it's hard to uh, derive solutions. And last but not least, we want to... Um, also move something in, in the German politics and also European Union to make sure that the immigration, um, conditions for culturally diverse talent from abroad is ideal, that English is a given and it's not as hard, especially to come to Germany as a culturally diverse talent. As we know that until two, 2030, Germany is missing more than seven million, um, people working in, in our economy. So it's a must, and it's not an option. And how can you become a member? So you should go on our website, uh, Two Hearts Community, two as a number, TwoHeartsCommunity.com, and there we have a link to join now, which will direct you to our type form. And basically, you then answer the questions, and you will hear back from us. As with any uh, every startup, we are still growing very fastly, so it may might take sometime if you don't hear after 48 hours, don't be surprised because uh, we take our selection process very, very seriously. And we look individually through each and every application.
0: I see. Um, Everybody who'd like to learn more, go to our Medium blog, medium.com forward slash startup rate minus or dash IO. There you find the interview of today with all the show notes, or the link. Of course, Gusa, we will link your LinkedIn profile there. And everybody who would like to join will also have the URL, of course, of your Two Hearts community there. Sounds great. <laughs> great. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure having you and congratulations again.
1: Thanks a lot. It was great talking to you, Joe.
0: <laughs> My pleasure. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.